This is another episode of the Backstage Sports Podcast. My name is Joe Connor. I'm JT Harker. And today we have another super very special guest here, a phenomenal individual as usual, but also a phenomenal musician, another one, uh, another phenomenal drummer, another phenomenal person from my hometown. Uh, this, this is a straight, and he rocking, if you're watching, he's representing rocking the shirt. Um, this is somebody who is uber talented. If you are a musician, you probably already know who this guy is. You've seen him. He's played for some of your favorite artists, Ro James, French Montana, Brian McKnight, John Legend, Lauren Hill, Marlon Lewis. Welcome to the show, bro. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, man. It's good to, it's good to finally get you on. Uh, okay. So as, as, as always, and, and during this pandemic, um, the first thing we want to know is what's what's the pandemic been like for you, especially with us being musicians? Everybody has like a, a new normal, you know what I'm saying? And everybody's new normal is a little different. Um, you know, for me, it's been getting in the little uh, getting into production a little bit more and doing a lot more live stream shows and stuff like that. Um, for JT, JT started uh-oh, JT has started um, getting into the car game right? It's like card trading cards and stuff like that. And, you know, everybody's picked up new stuff and, and everything like that. So what's, what's been your thing? Uh, what's been keeping you keeping the train moving for you in this, uh, in this apocalyptic world? I'd say the same as you production, uh, virtual shows. Yeah. Uh, now I actually got a job, a real job doing security, just trying to, you know, keep yeah. Going. Yeah. I feel it. You know, try to do the best I can. I actually got a daughter on the way too. So wow, congrats! congrats. Drop that off the top rope. I mean, it is a lot of quarantine babies gonna come out of this. That's a that's a new thing that we was just talking about the other day. Wow, Wow. hear me? Yeah. Well, you know, it's life, man. We gotta appreciate you know the blessings while we can. Straight up. Yeah, all the way, all the way. Yeah, a quarantine baby is that. I'm surprised JT doesn't have a quarantine baby um by now. He, he might. Yeah, yeah. You got to be getting that work in to, to make that happen. Bro. <laughs> uh, oh, it's been it's been nil living out here in buttfuck Egypt. Yeah, he yeah he do live in the boondies right now. That's the other thing. Quarantine make you move out to different weird places. We got a uh, we have a, a bandmate of ours who I on the the other day I I walked I got on his story. And he was like hunting in the middle of where does he where does he uh, live at? Who is Hudson? Hudson? Hudson. He's like I looked on Instagram and he's like in the middle of the woods somewhere hunting. He had just killed like a wild boar or some shit like that. Wow, he seems like, so nice. Hudson um, is he been roughing it? He and he left L.A. like if the oh, shutdown yeah. happened March 11th, he was in like East Man, Montana out. on like March 12th. Yeah, he's, he went to a Native American. He, he goes to the Native American reservation. Oh, wow. Where you can kill whatever the fuck you want because so many of them were killed. We can, they can just kill whatever. Yeah, well, he's... For the, for the rest of eternity. Yeah. yeah. Endless well, boars. Yeah, he's keeping, uh, he's keeping the, uh, the wild even game population him, I can't even picture him. Me neither, him. but check out his stories. It, it's pretty lit. Like, he's, he's out there. Did he He's have like the did he have like the camouflage face paint on it? I, I didn't see him. I just saw dope. whatever he killed. And I was like, oh, okay. That's a large game, big game animal. Wow. So wow. So yeah. So let's get into it. It's a lot going on, uh, as usual in the sports world. Uh Brady Mahomes is the first thing where we can jump into uh straight off the top rope. 
Um, they lost. They being uh, Brady's Bucks. Um, and Mahomes looked like Mahomes again. Tyreek Hill went looked like Tyreek Hill. He went off for a thousand yards and two thousand catches. Uh, so what was your biggest takeaway from from the from the Brady versus Mahomes matchup? I know yeah. it's always a big thing because of you know because Brady is Brady, even though he's not the same Brady according to me and according yeah. to some people. Uh, it's always it's always going to be a, a, a big duel whenever you he goes up against a top tier quarterback. And Mahomes is to most people the best quarterback in the oh, game. Yeah. And to me, he just put more distance between himself and Brady than anybody else. Um, oh, yeah, but also, sure. Brady looked bad to me, and he looked like yeah, you know he he looked yeah he looked good in some parts. And I thought mm-hmm. they might come back and make it competitive. The problem is same thing as the week before against the Raiders. Mahomes is so damn good. Like yeah, I, I still think Brady's good. I certainly don't think he is what he used to be. Right. But you know, I think he's got this team in position a lot better position than they would have been with Winston. And you know, they're, they're a good football team. They're a good football yeah, they're team. Good. And I, I never thought they were a contender. I did think, um, I did, I did think they could, they'd contend to win the division, which obviously they're not going to do, but they're, it looks like they'll be in the playoffs and they're a strong team. Mahomes is Mahomes. And he is through this point in this, this, his career, the best quarterback I've ever seen at this age. Yeah. I think, I think that's for a lot of people. He's absolutely incredible. I think him and Russell Wilson are not even they're They're one and two. And you could flip-flop either one of those depending on the week. And I'm not even sure who the closest third place would be. They're that much better than everybody else. But yeah. Mahomes is way younger, and he's doing it, yeah. right? Yeah. So um, takeaway is the same. Like, Chiefs are really good and can, can, can contend again. And the Bucks are good, but not as good as the top-tier teams in the league. The Bucks, for me right now, the Bucks are just not consistent enough. Right. Bucks, you know, it flip-flops. Uh, one week, Tom Brady looks like Tom Brady. Then the next right. week, 42 it's like yeah. yeah right that's true that's true because there's been weeks where they look amazing yeah like i mean for a while they were being called the nfc favorite to go to the super bowl yeah and i was like well yeah i mean they're good but you know now but i always thought them. that that was premature it's funny because bruce arians the head coach came out this week in a press conference it might have been a post-game press conference and he said everybody was trying to give us the 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 trophy uh in in august he yeah. said they was trying to yeah. give us the super bowl ring in august and right it was just like and I was saying, like, and that's what I was saying. I'm like, everybody pump the brakes on this on this whole thing because I said as much as as much as I see that they will improve as a team going from Winston to Brady, I also didn't see the improvement being from a fairly good team, playoff team, to like a Super Bowl. Like their people were picking them to win the Super yeah, Bowl. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But, Although they had all the talent on paper. Yeah. You know Part I mean? of that was though that the team like the teams like so we come out the gate the Packers look great. Right? Yeah. Right right off the gate you, and the defense was awful, but you were yeah. like, okay, well, so is the Cowboys defense and their offense is 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 doing well too. So there were certain teams that you were like, okay, these are the teams that have a shot. The Rams looked good, the Seahawks have looked good. Anyone from the NFC West could go to the Super Bowl right now. The yeah. NFC's kind of open. And I yeah. think that's why they were considered the favorite and the Saints were looking bad. Yeah. And then, and then they kind of got it together, and now we need to see if Breeze is going to come back full Breeze, right? Yeah. So I think part of it's because the NFC isn't as strong as the AFC, but, um, you know, again, that they're a good team. They're I think the team. other thing is people still believe that Tom Brady is still Tom Brady, and he's just not. You know what I'm saying? Like, even when he has these games where he does look good, he still doesn't look like the 
the Tom yeah. Brady where the, with the Patriots yeah. where they went 18 and like he still doesn't look no, like that no, to me. No. And so I think that like people, it's a, it's another thing where people are still living off of name recognition, right? Because yeah. when you talk about what Brady is doing right now, people they having arguments about Brady versus Rogers on daytime sports talk shows and it's like in 2020 brady versus rogers is not a thing they're talking about who's the better quarterback right now right now and i'm like that's not a thing like right now aaron Rodgers is second in qbr for the season tom brady is 13th at 69 so he's in the Mm -hmm. pack of teddy bridgewater is is Mm -hmm. literally above him and under him is matt ryan we talked Mm -hmm. about how bad Carson Wentz is, which we're going to talk about again today. But we talked about how bad Carson Wentz has been. Guess who's behind Carson Wentz in turnovers for quarterbacks? Tom Brady, right? So if we're if for you to have these convers these debates of like, well, Brady is just as good as so and so right now today, you'd have to be literally just going off of the name on the back of the jersey because his numbers don't say that, yeah. his play doesn't say that, and it's just like I wish people would wake up to the fact that like, yeah, we can. We can still say that he's a serviceable quarterback or, or no, we can still say that he is a, a good football mind, but he's no longer like that elite quarterback that comes yeah. along with his namesake. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. He, he's the guy that, that has the experience that if, if you catch it, you know what I mean? Like if they catch it at the right time and everything comes together, he can he cannot lose you games and he can win you some games. Yes. But you're not gonna ride Tom Brady all the way to the Super Bowl. No, that's not that's not gonna be. And a I thing. just want and, people to admit that. Like in 2020. Yeah, I'm surprised that people will still say. I mean, I get it if you're just a Brady fan, and I love Brady. Although it's weird because I was never a big Brady guy, but I've been supporting him as the old dude that's not very athletic as an old mediocre athlete myself you know like (laughs) i want to see him do well and i think he's still he's shown that he can he can he can but you know he's that's ridiculous aaron Rodgers is declining too but aaron Rodgers is he is 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 younger and he's playing at a higher level and he's playing yet yeah have a little bit support behind his name right now Mm -hmm. second in yard he's yeah right now because like you want to give him a little credit because he's playing on the team he's playing on you they have the talent they have you want to try to give him some credit but then it's like like tom, you, you know, it's tom like, brady is second in yards oh wow well that's that's impressive he you know it, it i've watched his games a lot and he has looked really good but then he's also and this is the other thing him and arians right now like that thing's not going away and a lot of critics are saying that arians is trying to take the 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 magnifying glass off himself for questionable calls, questionable. Well, well, he calls. is. I, I think he is too. But I also think that some of it is is warranted because he is giving Tom Brady the keys to the car and telling him to drive. Like Tom Brady calls the plays now. He came out and said that. Like Tom Brady is is our play caller. So mm. the plays that we're running, we're doing it to make him more comfortable, and we're doing it so that this is Brady's system, right? So if you come out and you, you're you tearing up the play calling, you're talking about Tom Brady. And Bruce Aaron is like, let this be correct. Let's correct this. Mm-hmm. This is a Tom Brady thing. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I, I kind of get Bruce Arians coming out the past couple of weeks and kind of trying to set the record straight. I, I, I'm not really mad at that. Because I think too, too far often, I think Brady is used to just Belichick not saying nothing to anybody about anything. And this is not, 
everybody's not Bill Belichick. Like, so now you got a, a, a regular coach who is not the GOAT, who is not considered to be, you know, one right. of those guys. And he's just out here like, yeah, I'm, right. I'm a coach, but you're not going to – I'm not going to take the L for you like everybody else, right. did, you know. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't know if that's the right look. I like Arians. I think he's a good offensive coach, but I, I don't know if that's the right look, especially when you've got Tom Brady. It's not like you've got some young, unproven guy. But Tom Brady handles it like Tom Brady. He's just – he's like, it's a non-issue. No, we're all good. You know yeah. he's pissed off. You know uh, that He's definitely pissed off. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you don't want to on. Yeah. 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 You, you know he's pissed off. Um, so the other, the other interesting dynamic is, you know, it's talking about Brady and, and Rogers Rogers passed 50,000 career yards, um, in a game against the, the bears, which he destroyed. They mopped them 41 to 25. Um, is, is it, is it clear cut that we can, we can go and say, when we put Brady up there and we put, uh, Rogers up there. Is it a clear-cut, far-and-away thing that, like, the past, these past couple years has gone to Rodgers? Or are, are you guys still – because for me, it's, a, it's, a, it's Rodgers. Like, Rodgers this year has been better. But you still have people who say, like, this has been Brady's, you know, past couple years. Still people say that Brady is better this year. You know what I'm saying? Huh. So is that, is that an, a fluid argument for y'all, or is it straight up like not? Nah? If you're basing that off of – Super Bowls and stuff like that, then obviously you want to try to give you know Brady his credit because But not not career. Just I'm, like recency, like what have you done for me lately type thing. I'm going with Aaron Rodgers easily because yeah. at the end of the day, when it's time for you somebody to bring your team back, somebody to fight for your team, somebody that's like even when your team almost doesn't have it, you have no receivers, you have a team that's struggling and still, you know, you fight. Yeah. You show you really care about your team, even in the press game conference after you know, post game conference, it's like he still shows that like his heart is and soul is into the team. Like you said a few minutes ago, it's like, man, Brady can show he care less, but then he'll probably go and say whatever behind scenes. It's like, no, Aaron Rodgers, you can see his heart is on his sleeve. He yeah. Plays with, his heart, plays with his soul, you know, and this man right now is four interceptions. He's top of third, you know. Four. <laughs> four interceptions with 3,100 yards. <laughs> and 33 touchdowns. Number one in touchdowns. That's yeah. – you can't take that away from that man. Yeah, it, yeah, it's – it's interesting because the whole argument always has been Rodgers, is he better, but Brady is just doing the winning. And Rodgers is phenomenal. And if Rodgers played for the, for the Patriots. He would have he, six he, rings too. Have, this has been have, my contention from the, from the jump. I always, I, I always felt like I compare it to the, uh, to the Jordan-LeBron thing in the, in the sense that Jordan's career is obviously more decorated because he because he has the championships and and the and the MVPs to match, right? But I but I compare their talent level and I go, well, this LeBron is more talented, like, mm. and I think that you have to clarify because people will get up in arms as if you're really saying something crazy when in reality you're not. Even if you don't like LeBron, you can you hearing that somebody thinks that he's physically more talented then Michael shouldn't really throw you for a loop, right? And so mm -hmm. that's how I view the Brady-Rodgers thing, where I'm like, even if we're talking about career, Rodgers has been the more talented quarterback in arm strength and, and, and uh, you know, and, and his threat, has been him being a threat to be a mobile quarterback when he can, like he's, mm -hmm. he's by, by no means, 
yeah. Kyler Murray or Patrick Mahomes. But oh, the but fact he that, good, that he, he can move, mobile, yeah. the, the fact that he can move is another threat. You know what I'm saying? You've had players come out and say, somebody just came out ye- uh, yesterday, last night, and said, um, it's, it was always scarier for us to face Rodgers than it was Brady, right? And that's mm-hmm. not a knock on Brady. It's just, it, they're just saying he has more of an arsenal, so he's, he's harder to prepare for. And so yeah. that's what I would say. But, you know, in, in this climate, if you say that, then you're shitting on Brady. But it's like, I'm not shitting on Brady. I just think Rodgers is, is the more talented. Brady has the more decorated career, but I think Rodgers yeah. is the more talented player. Yeah, that, that's a good comparison because Aaron Rodgers, I mean, I think Mahomes will, is probably going to take that and Russell Wilson's take yeah, They're kind of following. They're both really – they're both similar to, to Rodgers and they're going to take yeah. it probably further, right? I mean, Wilson yeah. already has a Super Bowl and has many years left and Mahomes already has a Super Bowl, which is crazy. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, you know, it's, it's interesting because that's a good comparison. I do consider Brady the best of all time, and I'm a Joe Montana guy. Yeah. Uh, but I do think that Brady's the best of all time. But do I think he's got maybe a couple, two or three Super Bowls on top of what he would have had otherwise? Yeah, playing for the Patriots. Yeah. I do. Because I do think the system is great, although we're seeing another guy who I believe in, Cam Newton, and they're not getting it done. And we saw Brady with with basically no talent. But he got Cam far. got less talent than what Brady had, man, though. That's the man, thing. There can't be less talent than what Brady had. There is. If there you look at that roster now. <laughs> I mean, it's it's bad. But that roster is brutal today. Like it's it's pretty bad. But point being, you know, and, and I think we do forget, because I even forget sometimes how good Brady was at his best. And I think that when he was at his best and they were at their peak as a team was when he's got these memories that are going to go on forever. Yeah. And that's his legacy. Yeah. Right. And that's similar to Jordan. He's got more bigger, famous legacy moments, yeah. which is a big reason a lot of people go, Jord- you know, Jordan's the greatest because yeah. the, it was the brand. It was the, it was the whole thing. So it's, yeah. it, it's interesting to see, you know, what, what they're both doing now, but um, you know, Brady, like, it's always hurt me to watch him run, and his mobility is a problem, man. Like, yeah. if he could run as fast as me right now, he'd be okay. <laughs> he'd be dangerous. He'd be okay. Yeah. But he's just – he can't move, man. So, he yeah. needs to be out the pocket quick or it's it's over. Yeah. What'd you say, Marlon? I was like, geriatric. I was just real old. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's like a sideways run. Let it go. Yeah, he got he to gotta let that go. Yeah. Um. Okay, so um, let's get into the debacle that is the NFC East real quick, right? So you had the Cowboys play on Thanksgiving. They lost to Washington. They got Molly by Washington. Um, and so that, that put Washington in first place. Um, but then you had the Eagles play Seattle and get slapped by Seattle um, on Monday night. What so we heard before the game and 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 for a couple of days leading up to the game that Jalen Hurts had been getting more snaps in practice, he'd be getting more more reps with the ones. So I thought, like any other reasonable human being, that he would be getting significant playing time in this game. And I even saw they tweeted it out, and I actually tweeted JT. I'm like, they must listen to the podcast because I've been saying this for weeks like i'm tired of seeing carson wentz in there let's try something else anything else right yeah. so i'm thinking oh it, it's it's gonna happen today's gonna be the day he played two snaps two snaps 
without Carson Wentz on the field, it was the dumbest thing I've ever seen. He literally came in, ran a play, and then ran off the field. I, I'm not sure why trying, they trying to get him a little bit of little bit of touches. How do you what? even build chemistry with a team like that? That's what I'm saying. Like it just was so pointless that it was just like just. Just don't put him in if you if you were planning to just play him for two random snaps or at least let him play the whole series. You know what I'm saying? Like let him he just literally played one, he played two downs. You know what I mean? So I, I don't I don't get what's what's happening there. But I am tired of seeing Carson Wentz. He made more piss poor decisions again this week. Um, but he's not the he, he's not the 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 sole reason why they're losing because it's it's piss poor coaching as well. Um, so there's enough blame to go around, but I am on the camp of let's, let's put in Jalen hurts. Where, where are you guys on that spectrum of Jalen versus Carson? I'll let you go first, brother. Um, yeah, it's tough because any other season, I would say put in Jalen hurts. Because any other season, what's their record? We would be out of it at three, <laughs> at three and seven, yeah, exactly, or, or eight, yeah. But because yeah. they're in the hunt, and because yes, do I think Carson Wentz, if they get in the playoffs, if they manage to do that in this super tight NFC, it's super tight, boy. Then I would want Carson Wentz in there rather than Jalen Hurts for a playoff run, because at least he's been. Yes. There. But if they fall out, if they fall out of this, then you know. Yeah, I think you put in Jalen Hurts because I don't think Carson Wentz is their guy. I don't think he's going to be their guy. But but if you if you think you can make the playoffs, you got to at least you got to at least roll with what your best option is. And even though Hurts might be the better one going forward, I just can't see a guy who hasn't started at all getting it, helping get into the playoffs, and then actually being able to do something in the playoffs. I mean, if he goes in. Giants are looking good. The Giants, I'm like the Giants. Are I said good. that last week. I said I think I last week I said I think the Giants are going to win this division. The even Giants even though Daniel Jones place. is out, they're yeah. in first place at four and seven. I'm pretty sure they started zero and four, because I remember watching their record on fantasy and being like, oh my god, them. Because I even said it on this podcast. I was like, people are are uh, picking against the Giants like they're the Jets because their record's the same. But I had watched the Giants play a bunch, and I was like, dude, this Giants team is legit. So the they're Giants, not winning, but they're a good team. The Giants the Giants started 0-5. They lost to the That's Steelers. They lost to the Steelers. They lost to the Bears. Then they lost to your Niners. Then they lost to the Rams. Then they lost to the Cowboys. Their first win came against yeah. Washington 20-19. Yeah. That's what I thought. I swear I remembered 0-5. So to to go from 0 and 5 to 4 and 7 is insane. Yeah. Although I guess if you're playing a lot of those games in the NFC East, it's not insane. Yes. But that I I And you beat Washington mean. twice. They beat Washington so two of their wins is against the same team. Wow. wow. And Washington is in second place right now. So so you think even Yeah, I don't think I mean it's hard for me to say a team isn't going to make the playoffs there cuz they're all equally as bad. But it, do you think do you think Philly's out of it? You think they're not making the playoffs? I, I don't think we're going to make the playoffs unless there is a drastic change at quarterback. And I just don't – I think that – and, again, I don't want to place it on – because I don't want to place it all on Carson Wentz's shoulders. The end, Our offensive line is trash, right? Um, three, well, I don't blame it on Carson. Yeah. It's, it, I mean, it's the offensive line. It was the wide receiver core. Guys have been – Zach Ertz still hasn't been back. Um, Alshon Jeffrey just came back. 
Deshaun Jackson, his deep threat, his only deep threat is gone. Out Travis Fogum, who has now became one of the top receivers in the league. He has been. And now he's a non-factor. Take him out because Alshon's back? No, man. I don't care what money you're paying. Keep the yeah. person. Make him plays. That yeah, was- they, they, they literally neutralized, neutralized um, Travis Fulcom to the point where he's, he's a non-factor when he went from, like, being one of the top, you know, wide receivers numbers-wise. Um, you know, so it's – and it's coaching, right? Like, I saw a stat that said um, the Eagles are eighth in the NFL in pass attempts and 31 in yards per play, 31st in yards per play. The Eagles are 28th in the NFL in rush attempts and third in yards per running play. So I that literally, like I'm watching, and I said this on the podcast uh, the other week, I'm watching Miles Sanders get 47 yards a carry and then literally get taken out. And, and after he like, we'll, we'll, we'll get into a groove and then we just will pass the ball three straight times and go three and out. You know what I mean? Like, the run game will be working, and we just will not run the ball for no apparent reason. Six carries yesterday? I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how to explain it at this point. So, so it's bad coaching. It's injuries and all. It's the bad offensive line. But it's also Carson Wentz doesn't help that offensive line by sitting there as a lame duck. His two best plays yesterday was when he just was like okay nobody's open the the line is crashing around behind me and he just darted for a 20-yard pickup right and I'm watching him multiple times during games in the past couple weeks going run or move from the pocket if you know that you have a shit offensive line don't stand there like you're Tom Brady you're just going to be protected for for an hour and not try to get out of the pocket which he did in 2016 so I don't know why He's not doing – he's re- just regressed as a quarterback. He, he looks like he's overthinking and he's shell-shocked and he's just overly mentally exhausted. Yeah. Which, you know, I understand to an extent, but, man, it doesn't look good. I feel like there's a lot of blame on coaching because, for, for me, when I look at Carson, it's like those moments like you were just saying when he goes and runs the ball and it's like, man, I can't take this no more. I'm going to go for it. That's yeah. like when you can see it. You literally can yeah. see it. Like I was kind of saying before about Bra- I mean about uh, Rodgers. You can tell when these players are going with their heart. Like, you know what? Yeah. I'm, I'm going for it. Yeah. Those other plays when he messes up, then you see him putting his head down, getting mad. Yeah. He's mad because why? Somebody didn't do their job. Right. And then he says, you know what? Forget all y'all. I'm going to go go for it. I'm going to start right. playing how to play. And it's like a lot of it for me feels like he's just trying to be a, a good, you know, a good quarterback. Listen to the coach that's telling him, yo, don't do that. We don't want you to do that. We want you to. I mean, he did get catastrophically injured. It was terrible for us for a second. So you yeah. don't want that again. And I guess if you're thinking as a coach, your career is now tied to him because y'all gave him so much money. Yeah. So too early by letting him play freely like he did before. He went out. Now you're thinking, we don't want to do that again. Yeah. So now you play the way you're playing. But now Carson, like you said, now he's thinking. Now he's overthinking. Like, I don't want to – I don't know what to do next. Sad. It's, it's definitely some – it's definitely some messed up stuff going on in his head because you see him – like double clutching and like pulling on throws. He had, uh, was it Jalen Rager or somebody wide open on like a third down play, and he just like just hesitated too long, and then ended up throwing the ball. The ball got batted down or something like that. And it's like he's hesitating. He's not. He's not getting out of the pocket when he his pocket awareness is terrible like if it was a rating on Madden, it would be a negative five like i don't know what happened 
to where his pocket awareness is bad. He's the most, he's literally the most sacked quarterback in the NFL. So uh, some of that is the offensive line, but some of it is his pocket awareness. Like he is just a lame duck just sitting and he just sits and like waits to get sacked too often. And then it often, it, it, like you said, it's coaching where we are, the, the passing game is not working for, you, for us yet. We're eighth in passing attempts. The running game is working for us, yet we're 28th in running it. Like, it doesn't make the, – the if you would just look at the numbers after the game and go, maybe we should run the ball more because that seems to be working for us. Yeah, that's weird. That's weird. You know, that's it does – coaching. It, it does – it's do bad think, coaching. Do you think if they got – because the GM seems to be bad too. Do you think if they just cleaned yeah. house and brought in the new GM and a better coach, you think Carson would be better? <sighs> yes. I mean, I, I think – yeah, I, I think it would help. I think a, it definitely will help. A smart GM would have drafted DK Metcalf. How about that? I screamed at my TV so loud during the draft. I was like, DK Metcalf. They didn't do it. I turned the TV off. I was cursing. I was like, I can't do this. I was yeah. like, yeah. And, then, and, and, and when you have, and you're not the first person I've heard say that. You've said that. Connor said that. And KR last week said that. Yeah. And when you, you got three Philly fans who are sitting on their couch and can see it from their couch who yeah. you should be drafting and everyone agrees and you don't do it, that's bad. I think, that's I, really heard a, bad. I, think I heard a stat on, on Monday Night Football that said the Eagles haven't drafted a pro bowler in 10 years or something like that. It's been like 10 seasons or something like that. Really? Oh, oh my goodness. The last one was who? Right, Deshaun Jackson. It's it's just or or what maybe like Jeremy Macklin or somebody like that. So that's like that's wow. embarrassing. You know what I mean? For for if you're a GM, this is your like you have one job. Like your job is to find and draft Pro Bowl uh, players, All Star players. Been there. I don't know, man. That's a good question. I I'm not sure, but his time needs to expire. Like at, we need to just. I think a lot of things got to get shaken up in this off season. You know what yeah. I mean? Girl, we haven't. Drafted a pro bowler in 10 years at all? Like, any pro bowlers? No, at any position. Not not offensive line, not wide receiver. It's, and especially when you watch teams like Pittsburgh or Seattle, where they just what? find – they finding a new guy every year. You're like, who is Chase Claypool? Like, yeah. I think what, him too this year. Yeah. What about, yeah. like, uh, Ertz? Ertz wasn't – did they not draft him? I don't think they drafted him. Oh, man. I think they drafted Ertz. But he did they? Off. He did. But he was probably the most recent between him and Fletcher. That was probably our most recent like Pro Bowl players. Well, I'm not. I gotta look into that. But they. You're they, right they, though. They haven't had like they haven't had a lot of big names. They're just not. Yeah, yeah. It's just not happening. Um. Mm. So the other thing that that was intriguing is this conversation around Tyreek Hill, right? So Tyreek Hill, um, who went off for two sixty three touchdowns. If you had him in fantasy and lost, it's you. Because he gave you at least 50 points. I saw 56. I saw something. Uh, I, I saw one league. He had 60 points. Um, is is Tyreek Hill the best wide receiver in football? Hmm. I think he's he's great. But he's going to benefit from the fact that there's so many weapons on that team. Mm -hmm. that he's when it's open he's gonna have those kinds of games just like Travis Kelsey is great but he's gonna have those kinds of games I, I think he's so, one of the best but I don't know if I put him ahead of Metcalf 
I don't know if I put him ahead of Hopkins, but he's That's definitely up there for me. So, so Metcalf is number one for you. Is that what you said too, Marlon? I would say number one is DeAndre Hopkins. The fact that he was yeah able to okay. Yeah, I, I would put both of them ahead. Yeah. So, Tyreek Hill is sixty-eight receptions. So that's ten more than Metcalf. Mm-hmm. He's he's one hundred and one targets. That's eleven more than Metcalf. He's fifteen. He's thirteen touchdowns to Metcalf's nine. Um, and he's second in receiving yards, only behind Metcalf at. He has 1,021. Metcalf has 1,039 because of the Eagles from last night. But before last night, Tyreek Hill was, not, was first in, uh, in receiving. So he was basically leave, leading the field in receiving, right? Right. So when you look at the numbers, it's kind of hard to make the case that he's not the best receiver in, in football to me. Like, I, 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 I hear you on the Hopkins – and, and the Metcalf take, you know, but it's just like, by the numbers, it looks like he's lapping the field. I mean, he's got, yeah. he's got 13 touchdowns to Hopkins four. Um, then the, the, the second guy, the second guy is Devontae Adams at, with 11. And again, yeah. Metcalf has, has nine. Well, yeah, but he, he's phenomenal and playing in the best offensive system by a mile in the NFL. It's all attributed to the quarterback. That too. Yeah, he has the best quarterback in the, the league. Quarterback. He's such a weapon. It's like literally, what do you kind of what you were saying earlier about uh Rogers? He's yeah. He's what crazy, a, yeah. But I mean, you know, if Tyreek Hill's your number one receiver, I you're not mad at that. You know what I mean? But no. For, for my money, Metcalf, just because I mean he's so he's such a freak. His hands aren't as good yet, but God, dude, the guy is just insane. <laughs> insane. So, and, and right now, Metc- uh, uh, Tyreek has better hands than Metcalf, right? So right For now, sure, yeah. he's better. He he's faster, right? Obviously, he's just not as big. He's not much faster though, right? I think so. How, what, what's their? I don't know Metcalf? what he runs. I I got We got to look up what he his runs. Forty Metcalf's forty is supposed to be ridiculous. Like Tyreek Hill sixty. <laughs> Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill. Uh, as as far as I heard, this season has the fastest forty time of all the wide receivers. I believe. I mean, he's yeah. This is the thing, though. It's kind of a LeBron James effect. He's not the fastest guy on the court, LeBron, but he's also doing what you're doing at six eight or six right, nine. Right, right, right. So he that, that's, that's that's the thing. Yeah. That's the thing. But like Tyree, you can't go wrong with either guy. But Metcalf flying down the field, yeah, like Vernon Davis, except your cornerback is on him, is a problem. Yeah. It's a problem. So your your number one guy this season, if you had to if you had the draft wide receiver, your Metcalf is first. I would I would take Metcalf. But and yours it. is Hopkins. I love it. Okay. I also I, love Hopkins. I, I think I, I think I would go I think I would go Tyreek. I mean, right? I just feel like he's literally unguardable. And his hands are are glue gloves. Like he just yeah. he he's made great. some catches that I'm like, that's he not supposed to you're not some especially at his he, size. He, he made the one where well it was also a money throw but Mahomes saw the corner he's so good man saw yeah. the cornerback wasn't looking so he threw it basically he right threw it the by his ear yeah. I, I was like what the mm-hmm. yes and he put mustard on it too and Tyreek yeah. just doop, got yep. it I mean that's that combination is going to be nasty for a long time I'm saying could you imagine if that was DeAndre Hopkins and do you think Tyreek would have caught that Hail Mary that DeAndre had to catch that now that was the catch of the year how about that 
That's the guess of the last, like, how many years? Man? How about that? Yeah. And that's the thing. That's the thing that we were said about size, right? Like, because Tyreek, with all due respect to Tyreek, is not making that catch. Just because, I mean, you know, he has leaping ability, but yeah. that, was, that was over three yeah, guys. He, he just literally yeah. just went up. You know what I mean? Teach height. Yeah, you, you can't, can't teach, teach height. height. You can't teach height. And so I think that's the difference there. But, but you know, size and – but then hands, right? You, you talk about comparing greats, then you're nitpicking, right? So Metcalf had a, had a play on Monday night where the ball hit him smack dab and he dropped the touchdown. And, and that was yeah. his – that was another reason why he was he, – he dropped in a draft because he had a drop problem where he would, he, he would drop, you know, balls in big games. You know what I mean? And so it was that in an injury situation. He had a neck injury or something like that. But yeah. so so that's another thing that they kind of kept him. But his but that's that's the thing. I don't know if you guys heard that um, uh, Jim Swartz said to him that he took as a slight. He said, I, I was in Detroit with Megatron. You're not Megatron, but you're on your way. And he, he meant it as like, uh, uh, yeah. you know, yeah. as like bigging it's, him up. And he took it as a slight and said, you know, he posted the Jordan meme of like, I took that personally thing. <laughs> and so whatever. That one's so overused. Um. The interesting thing about Metcalf is going to be because his hands are going to get better, right? Yeah, but, they are, they they already have, right? I mean, yeah. you know, the crazy thing is that he's and it's like LeBron. LeBron can still compete because even though he'll lose athleticism, he was already so much more athletic and bigger than you. Yeah. That and, and then mental, he's going to be able to perform for longer than you. Yeah. And that's what Metcalf's going to be interesting because even when he loses a step, yeah. he's still going to be so much bigger than you. And then his hands are going to be coming along. Right. You know what I mean? He's going to be able to do it longer. Right. But right. Um, you think they're both fun to watch, man. Like, say it again. Say it again, Marlon. Do you think he'll like transition to tight end later in his career or something like that? Since he's so big, being six four. I think. I think. I think once he gets older, I think that'll be like if he gets to like if he gets to the you know his late thirties. You know what I mean? And he still wants to play. I could see him. I could see them going. Let's transition you. You know what I'm saying? We've seen it. I, I, I can't think of the name, but I think we've seen something like that similar that like that happened before with such a great talent. Why not? Yeah. I would. You know. I mean, it kind of, if he's got the size for what they, what I could see them doing is just kind of putting him in either, you know what I mean? Like utilizing him in either one. He's yeah. going to have to block a little bit, but uh, Jimmy Graham, remember when Jimmy Graham wanted to be considered a wide receiver yeah. for the contract to get yeah. paid like a wide receiver? Yeah. But I mean, he kind of is a tight end. <laughs> yeah. It's he just great. Is. It, it's insane to watch. It, it's it doesn't look like it should be taking place. No, no, but it, but yeah, it's nuts. It's nuts. Um. Okay. So this weekend we had a little bit of drama in the fight game. Uh, Mike Tyson was back fighting Roy Jones, but stoned. But but before we <laughs> stoned. Uh, but before before we get to the Tyson fight. There was an undercard. Yeah. Now, in, in the undercard, it was Nate Robinson versus Jake Paul, the, the YouTuber guy, Jake Paul. I don't know that. Now, I don't really know the backstory, right, of this Jake Paul versus Nate thing. Apparently, they had, like, some – apparently, Nate, Nate called Jake out, if I, if I have that correctly. Apparently, Nate called Jake out, and, and then – it's caught on video camera saying, well, you know, he's not just going to punk me. Like I'm, yeah, I, I, I could, I could box. Like, you know, like I, I'm not, I'm not no punk. I'm not going out. So yeah, if, if he want to box, we could do it. You know, like he was just yeah. Yeah. on somebody's podcast or something. 
running his mouth. Um, so if you guys haven't, if you're watching and you haven't seen the knockout, which no one has, everyone's seen the knockout by now, but uh, this is this is a little a, a replay of, of the knockout. Uh, we can't play the audio because we'll get canceled on YouTube. But he first of all, he got knocked down multiple times. So this was his third knockdown by this time. By the time the knockout came, wasn't this knockdown number three? Yeah, I, I didn't think he was getting up from the. It was one of the first two. There was it was one, one of the the, my, the second up. one, I think. He barely got up. Yeah, he stumbled, and then the second one now. <laughs> The other thing that's been happening is people have been doing this. So now we're watching uh, Nate Robinson asleep on the mat, on the mat. And there's been literally seconds after this happened, we were on our phones and there was a Nate Robinson challenge. And if you go look up hashtag the Nate Robinson challenge, it's just a bunch of people like sleep on the floor. Like I saw one where they had their it was a whole family, bro. They had the baby on the floor. The toddler was on the floor. The mom was on the floor face down. The dad was, I don't know who took the picture because the whole family was in the, 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 the picture face down on the floor. Um, what did y'all think about Jake Paul knocking the snot out of Nate Robinson? <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, well, so I know a little bit of the background of Jake Paul and his brother, and I actually watched his brother's fight against that other YouTuber. So the thing with Jake Paul and Logan Paul, for those people that don't know, they actually train, they train in a legit boxing gym and they're actually good athletes. And so they're like, they're, I don't know if they've ever had like real pro fights, but they're legit. Boxers. He looks like he has boxing skills. Like somebody oh, taught yeah. him boxing skills, whereas Nate oh, yeah, does yeah. not look like that. Right, right. No, they, him and his brother are legit. Like if you watch them train, uh, Joe Rogan talks about them. That's actually how I heard about these guys. Cause I didn't know who the oh. hell they were. I didn't so, either. They're legit, legit boxers. So it was – so this is the thing. Obviously, it's a bad knockout. Obviously, the memes are hilarious. But I give Nate a lot of props for getting in there with this guy because, first of all – I don't. Hey, I think it was idiotic. For, I think he should not have gotten in there. Well, he clearly well, yeah, didn't maybe, have the technique. Maybe. No one really gave him good boxing technique. He well, looks well, like he went in there blind. Well, no, 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 I disagree. I actually was, in, I was surprised at how well he boxed, but the problem is he doesn't have enough experience, and he was just coming in after getting hit, getting frustrated, and leaning in with his he head. Was, he was going in with his head, which is piss-poor box techniques yeah. to me. But, He's, but, like, swinging but, with his head down and, like, dodging him as Nate yeah. is, you know. But if you, like, but it, yeah, but, but he, if you watch the beginning of the fight, I was like, oh, Nate he, actually, Nate can box. He, he called him box. a little bit early on. And he actually said after the fight, he's like, he surprised me. He was really quick and he was strong for his size. And that's the other thing. The dude's got 25, 30 pounds out of him. So I'm just like, yeah. why, why are you even in there? And I don't know if there was a, if they made a lot of money off this fight. That's the only reason I can think of why he would want to do this. I think they did. I think that's, I, then you yeah. know what? Go get knocked out and make some money. Yeah. But, yeah. Pretty much all I could think. And I'm glad he's okay. Cause <laughs> I like Nate Robinson. I'm good. Like, I'll take this beating for, for whatever the money <laughs> It's, you clearly can't think to yourself that you're going to fight this guy. This guy looks jacked up. He looks like he really boxes. Even if yeah. he don't box, he does like MMA or yeah. like football. Something where it's like, I beat people up for a living. He might oh, yeah. even box or he, something. He, he, he's calling out uh, MMA fighters to, to box. He want to fight boxing. Connor. He want to yeah. box. He say, I'm, Connor is next. I want to fight Connor next. Man, he wants, so, a, he wants that, a real payday right there. Yeah. 
that was a mistake. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think. Yeah, that like this whole and 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 let's let me say this because I've been seeing a lot of these whack ass posts, these tweets, and these these posts on Facebook and and Twitter and Instagram. We gotta start with the poor Nate Robinson post. We gotta start with the people making fun of uh, posting memes about Nate Robinson, but ain't been in a ring in their life. You know why all these people haven't been in rings? Cause they're not dumb enough to. Because they're not boxers and they wouldn't get in a ring with somebody who clearly does know how to box and get their block knocked off. That's why. No one get, told Nate Robinson to get in the ring. He he volunteered but, this. No, for sure. But he but he's not saying poor me. Do you give him props for at least getting in there with this guy? He's not saying poor me. So I I, I it's, this is not a oh. shot at Nate Robinson. This is the shot at the Nate Robinson defenders who are like well, oh, like I, you know what I mean? Like I also never, you wouldn't see me in the military with a gun because I'm not a, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's not right. what I signed up. That's not what I do. And right. if I did do it, I would make sure that I had a little bit of training before I did it. So for yeah. you to get in the ring and get your head knocked off, you can't be mad that people, not you, Nate, but your defenders can't right. not be mad that people is dragging him through the mud on social media. After yeah, that's how it goes. It. You have to know that in today's age, if you lose or you get knocked out or you get TKO'd, that's what's going to happen. People have been dragged on social media for less. We did yeah, it absolutely. on pay-per-view. On pay-per-view. Everybody saw it, player. Everybody saw it. <laughs> I don't care if you ever think you can really fight after this. Everybody's going to talk to you. At, like I mean, and then you died on the mat. It's not even like you – it's not even like it was a respectable bloodbath. You got knocked out by a YouTuber. Let's be clear. Let's be clear. Yeah. That's what happened. You did not fight a legitimate boxer. You got knocked off by somebody whose profession is YouTube. So we can't, yeah. we got to chill with the, you know, well, at least he's gotten to the ring and all that. Like, I'm just tired of seeing these posts. They, they really annoying me. Like, y'all got to stop it. That's yeah. like, congratulations for getting fifth place. No. <laughs> yeah, like what? Like, that doesn't make sense to me. Like, well, so, uh, the the main event was obviously Tyson and uh and Jones. So the th the thing that and maybe maybe y'all could clear this up for me because I really don't understand how they ended up with this draw thing. Now I heard people I've heard rumors. I heard people say they had they had agreed to make it a draw no matter what unless somebody got knocked out beforehand. I didn't hear that, but if you guys heard that, let me know because I'm looking at the comp uh, box numbers and I see 63 to 37 in total punches. The the 35 body punches landed to four. I mean, he would Snoop Dogg was saying said that he was barbecuing them ribs. Yeah. Uh I just I don't get how this was a draw. Like, you know what I mean? Like Roy didn't yeah. get knocked out, but he got outboxed and he got his body took a beating. The totals were 67 to 37. I don't even know how they called the draw. It's I don't get it. I don't get it at all. Yeah, it's because it was a it was a um, exhibition, and they probably agreed. They probably did agree. I watched that fight back the next. I watched both fights back the next day, and Tyson um, clearly, you know, was clearly won the fight. I mean, it wasn't even fight. close. He also fought stoned. Did you see that? <laughs> he was he really high? Yeah, he said he he said he was high when he fought. Oh my god, that's embarrassing. He was well, trying to stop from saying it. They kept asking him. He was like, "Well, yeah." He's, I mean, he's, but he's always high though. Like he's always smoking. He's got his own weed company. So he lives that's a high amazing. Life. 
That is amazing. But he was now the, the other thing that I, I think that we should all take away from this fight is who do we need to talk to to get them to hire Snoop Dogg to be the commentator for every major boxing match from now until he dies? Like I need a lifelong contract for Snoop Dogg because he Snoop Dogg really won the fight. Like his commentary was gold. He started singing Precious Lord, bro. This motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, for, yo. he was singing. He was, he said, he had so many one-liners. He said, um, they need to, he needs to take these ribs off the grill. <laughs> he said, well, he's see, barbecuing those ribs. Well, as my, we know. My uncles are fighting out there. Like. Mike Tyson wasn't the only stoned one that was present at this oh, fight, clearly obviously. not. Clearly yeah, he was, he was funny. He but was Snoop funny. was the best. I mean, I need him. When they do when they do Wilder versus, uh, you know, versus the Bull 3 or whatever, like, they need to – they got to book Snoop Dogg. When they, this weekend, Errol Spence is going to fight Gary, uh, uh, Jerry Garcia. They need to hire Snoop Dogg to, to, to comment on the fight. I mean, did, like – Did you see that Holyfield wants Tyson? He says he's calling him out. Well, I, I heard that that is a real possibility that this legends thing, because Mike and Mike talked about it a little bit on Joe Rogan's podcast, that this is an ongoing thing. He said, like, it's a bunch of us old guys out here. We we still in shape. And he said, I'm going to I'm probably going to do it again. And so he started the legend league for for the Vander Holyfields and the, all these guys to come out and box. So I'm down to see. um Man. I'm down to see a Vander fight Mike next. Like, why not? Like, is the, we're not getting the other fights that we want. So uh, I would for sure watch it, but I, I, I'd feel I'd be scared for Holyfield because the problem with him is he fought until he was like fifty something years old. Yeah. So he's got like twenty something more fights under his belt than Tyson, and Tyson's like he hasn't been fighting, and now yeah. he looks motivated. Yeah. And Holyfield is old and went through like wars. But he still look. I just saw he still look oh, like he in shape. He'll look great, but I just I think his head is just. What'd you say, Marlon? I said Tyson was like, I don't know why they care about his ass. I haven't fought in fifteen years. I, he sure <laughs> did. He was like, they asking him. I haven't fought. He long. He's like, he fought two years ago. <laughs> it was too. It was comical. I, and, and that's the other thing. I just have enjoyed listening to Mike Tyson in the media the past couple. Nice. It's just been a, because again, I wasn't. I wasn't old enough to really enjoy these moments where he talked about eating people's children and stuff like that. Like we was too young. So we couldn't really, you know what I'm saying? So now I'm getting a, a pre a post fight, uh, Mike Tyson interview. That's gold. I'm getting podcast interviews with him promoting the fight. That's amazing. Like, it's just, I'm down. So, let's do, let's make it. So I, despite popular belief was not too young. I was there for the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, it's it, his story, and I am so, so beyond pumped to see Jamie Foxx play him in this movie. Oh, I'm super pumped for that. And, and I hope that they get all the best parts of his story. And you already know Jamie Foxx is going to be incredible. He's going to knock hope, it out the park. I hope yeah. the movie is incredible. Is it Scorsese? It is that what it is? is it I, don't know who's, I don't know who's doing it. It's, it's, some big, is, it's some it's big some big time producer, guy, though. right? Yeah. So, like... Yeah, I, I, th I'm more pumped for this movie than any movie I can even remember yeah. coming out. Because Tyson is, is the most – he might be the most interesting athlete 
and polarizing figure we've ever had in sports. I think so. Outside of Muhammad Ali for different reasons. Yeah. But, and then what made, what, on top of all that was, it still blows my mind. And, and I don't think enough people talk about this. He was knocking everybody out. Every show was like a cultural event. Every, every yeah. fight was a cultural event. He, guys weren't even getting out of the first minute of the fight. Yeah. But he was also doing it at my height. Right. 5'10". Right. But built like a truck. Yeah. Not afraid of anything. I mean, it was, it was, we've never seen anything like Mike Tyson. And, 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 and am I the only one who got chills because he's doing it all the same. He came out with the cut up shirt and the black shorts. I did. And he too. walking the same. And even when he's walking, you know, he kind of wobbles when he's walking somebody, he was yeah. wobbling, walking. I'm like, yo, this is nobody else is loving this. Like, this is and, amazing and, to me. And like, he's still he's still fighting the same way. He's still yeah. He's, he's got the boom 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 fat fat right. Yep. And then and then except he's might he's probably a better boxer now because yeah. he's been you know been training. Because he has really, to be. Yeah. Exactly. But man, it was yeah. It yeah. Was I, I, I'm here for I'm here for them making more legendary legend league fights. I, I'm, I'm all that. for it. I'm all for it. Um. Okay. So let's get to the association before we get out of here. Um, the Clippers are looking to move Lou Williams. This is we've been hearing rumors about this for the past couple of days, and the, apparently the rumors are are pretty legit. We'll take him. Well, I, I take him too. Come on, follow Trez and come Don't on. Do that. Come on, everybody, to stop the Lakers. being a come follower on. and go to somebody else to contend. Stop just just jumping on the train. Go ahead, LA. Come back to the Sixers. Really, just come home. <laughs> he might, though. He might mess around and do that, too. I wouldn't be surprised. You know, you got to change the stripes, man. Come on. Yeah. I, I wouldn't be surprised. It's funny that you said that, because I wouldn't be surprised if he went to the Sixers because they're also still a contender. Uh, uh, can, you know, uh, uh, don't That would make them better. To... That would make them better. Ben, don't shoot the ball, and we don't have a ball handler that really would be right. after that. So it actually would make a lot of sense. He would fit. He, he yeah. would fit. He would fit. Yeah. And, and, and I think, and that's the thing, like, I think the thing that people aren't realizing is, or we, people get caught up in the names and the fit is really a, a big aspect that I feel like gets overlooked when we had these conversations. It's the same, it's the same reason why I feel like, you know, we, we had a conversation about the Warriors and the, the Warriors team of old versus this team. And they were like, well, do you think Wiggins is better than, and, and Andrew Barnes or whatever his name is Harrison Barnes. And Harrison How dare Barnes. you, Andrew Barnes? And Harrison Barnes. But my thing was the game isn't played one on one. So that whole team, that whole you can look at you know maybe isolated name and say, well, this guy's better than that game. But that's not how the game's played. That Warriors team was dangerous because the the way they fit together, the way they were constructed, and they were so deep because everybody there their roles fit so perfectly. And so I think we fit is something that we, we kind of just wash over and we just look at the names. Lou Williams and Philly is a good fit to me. Um, I, but I definitely, I definitely want him to come on upstairs to the Lakers. Um, if he comes to the Lakers, you got to realize what, what is it cap or something like that? You're going to have issues there. So now who you get, who you get rid of? You just got started. We don't got we, we, we still got a spot. We can still got like two spots open. We don't got to get rid of nobody. Money wise. Do we have the money room for him? Cause you're talking about, you already you given you at the veteran minimum um, moment now. We're all veteran, but uh, so he's so it that would be a sacrifice for him, like because he would have to sign for mid level section or veteran minimum or something like that. You know what I'm saying? 
which Keith just did. So, like, if you want to win, when so you do, you when you – to me right now. Your Lakers don't need anything else, okay? I'm, I'm just saying, like – they, they, just... they, There are no excuses now. Now, now, the, there's pressure now because they have to win. If they don't win, it's, it's a disaster. Pressure. It's pressure because we're the champion. We're the defending champions. You know what I'm saying? Anytime well, true, you, anytime we, you, you, tr you trying to go back to back. So it's going, the pressure was going to be there because we won the chip. But now but, it's, now you're far and away the favorite. Far and, and away. And, and they're talking about getting Giannis. Fuck you guys. No, the Giannis Fuck thing isn't going to happen. There's no way talking about it, they were talking about it, but but it's been it's been on social media a bunch that that yeah. that AD it might be trying to finagle it. Yeah, I, I don't think I think it's pie in the sky. Like it, you know, that's I don't think that's gonna happen. He's gonna trade his eyebrows straight up for Giannis. <laughs> straight up, it won't be no AD disrespect here. Um, the Clippers. That happens if you change the contract. Like you have to cut his contract from. Like yeah, but 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 to be honest, I think that that's how Giannis wins the ring. If Giannis need to go be Chris Bosh somewhere, and I and and I I'm serious about that. Like this is no shade at all. But I really see that it's right now. I think he has to mature as a player in order for him to lead a team and and they be a serious contender. But right now, he need to go be Chris Bosh somewhere. And maybe him doing that is will help him learn and mature, and then he can go off in. Oh, he can't. Huh? Chris Bosh can shoot the ball and be dependable from three. He can't. You're right, but I just mean being a third option. Like, you know. You know what? But you see, you know what's crazy? Joe and I talked about this recently on the podcast. If you go back and watch footage of Giannis as, like, a 19-year-old kid, like, I think it was his rookie. He was – he looked like – I thought for a second it was the wrong video. I thought it was Kevin Durant. He was yeah. shooting lights out. Like, and it looked, it didn't look like it looked fluid. So yeah. if he can figure that out, then all bets are off. I, I can't believe how his, even his mid-range jumper last year, he looked like every time he went, he kept shooting it. I will give him that because uh -huh. Ben Simmons doesn't even want to do that. Yeah. But he kept shooting. But every time I was like, what, what is wrong with your form? It looked awful. Yeah. He can fix it though. They're legit. Yeah. Um, so also, so the Clippers are, are looking to move Lou Williams. We'll see what happens with that. And then they also are expected to sign uh, Nicholas Batum after he gets dropped by the Hornets. So that'll, that'll be a good move for them, but it, it don't really move the needle for me. Especially How long if you're has he losing. been in the league? It's been like 20 years. Yeah, yeah, it has. I'm not, I'm not really – that the Clippers signing Nicholas Batum does not – concern me as a Lakers fan at all no 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 uh, but those, no. those are good moves though those would make them better yeah I mean it, it would, would make them moves uh, yeah it, it would make them better it just doesn't move the needle the other name that's out that's being floated out there for the Clippers is Isaiah Thomas um but so Isaiah Thomas is looking to get back into the league He's, listen he Isaiah Thomas has been retired for like 20 years no not that one it <laughs> They oh, need the him other, too, the though. The other one, the other one. Okay. They need him too. They need. No one they cares. Need to, no one, they need to get both the Isaiah Thomases. But no little, one cares about little that. tiny. You see, any with little uh, Isaiah Thomas. <laughs> I'm talking about him, the tiny one. Uh, that one. They're they're looking to maybe sign him. I've been hearing rumors about him going to the the Heat and also the Lakers. I'm cool on Isaiah Thomas. No disrespect, but I I'm I, we saw that experiment in Cleveland. Yeah. I, you you were just talking about fit. I actually wouldn't be bad, mad at him on the Heat. I wouldn't like, either. I, I, as, as a fit, I think he fits on the Heat. I mean, coming off the bench and just being able to get some buckets. Yeah. If he can still get buckets, I just feel like, man, he's a little bit older and he's still short. I just don't know how that works. But if yeah. he can still get buckets, yeah. I mean, J.J. Barea is still in the league. Right, right. right? 
he just resigned, I think, with Dallas. Crazy. Yeah. yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. So so I, I wouldn't be mad at him going there. Um, so the Lakers are also dealing with a little bit of drama that just recently came out where Dennis Schroeder told somebody in an interview, I think it was his first interview with the uh the media, the Lakers media, that he's expected to start. Or he he thinks that he should start, and that apparently his his representatives in during negotiations told the Lakers that if he was it, it was kind of a stipulation like if I come there is I need to be starting. Um, so you have which, a problem with that? I I think it's asinine, like because then you would you would be starting over LeBron James at point guard, which to oh. me doesn't make oh. any. Why would you think that you would? Well, well, you is know what I mean? What, is, is that what they're doing? LeBron's running point? LeBron, LeBron has been running point. LeBron has been starting uh, at, at point guard, and that's how we literally just won a championship. Um, uh, and so when Rondo would come in, he would spell for LeBron at the point, which, which, is, which is why I was excited about the signing of, of Schroeder, because to me, that's just a slight upgrade. He, he's, he's also a factor on the offensive end. He's more of an offensive threat. Um, but he can also, you know, run the offense when LeBron is off the floor. So him coming off the bench and shoring up our bench yeah. was was a was a dope thing to me basketball wise. But for him to think like, yeah, I'm just gonna come in and start when LeBron is literally the best point guard in the league. Like I don't. Well, what, <laughs> what, what, what if what if he did start and handled point guard duties? I mean, and but they're gonna get the ball to LeBron anyway. You wouldn't like that. Well, I, what the problem is with Schroeder like that? That's that's the thing. Like mm-hmm. because. I, if if LeBron is in the game, he's he's running point most of the time, it right? It sounds like an ego thing. He just wants to start. No that's what, what I'm saying. That's what I'm yeah. saying. Like, that's where the drama is to me because I'm like, it sounds like you coming in just thinking because he said something. He dropped some sly one-liner like, yeah, I did that coming off the bench stuff in OKC. Like, yeah, also coming off the bench for Chris Paul. Right. So, okay. so, so speaking of Chris <laughs> Paul and speaking of guys that are going to go to a new team and start, what do you think of Phoenix with Chris Paul? Not a lot of people have talked about this because it. it's a non, uh, it's a it's a non needle mover for me. Like it doesn't but, do anything. But it puts them in the playoffs, right? They were already in the playoffs, though. The yeah. Suns. Can you imagine now what it's like to put somebody who's playoff tested, a veteran who actually knows how to win games, somebody who now knows how to play, you know, play the ones and twos at you know the no, right. But- yeah, but the Suns the Suns haven't been in the playoffs for years though. They right, but I mean like I mean like to me they're I I was putting them next year. I was putting them in the playoffs. You're putting them based in. on how they played in the bubble and and how they finished the season out. I when I was looking at you know who's gonna be jock, jockeying for seeding from five to eight, I was throwing the Suns in there. I was like the Suns are clearly gonna be better. They're gonna be. I saw how Devin Booker was draining shots in the Clippers' face. And they beat the Denver Nuggets. They beat all the, the, the contenders, you know what I mean, mm. in the bubble. Um, they were in the playoffs to me before they got Chris Paul for, mm. for this coming up, this upcoming season. So I think this definitely makes them better, but it doesn't really put them, you know, I think it's a step in the right direction. But I think at the, at the point of them maturing to the level of being a contender, Chris Paul won't be here anymore. I think they still need a couple of years. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I don't think Chris Paul's sure. going to be there, you know. He's going to have to be there as like a backup yeah. guard type of guy. See, I don't know. I don't, I don't think that does put him in. I think Chris Paul could put him in the playoffs. I like – I love Devin Booker, and I like uh, – what is it, uh, Aiton? Yeah, DeAndre. But I, I don't think – only because you've got Dallas, maybe this year they're in the middle of the pack. Yeah. 
But without Chris Paul, I don't think they're better than the Warriors. I don't think they're better than Utah. Definitely not better than the top three seeds. Who, who was the seventh seed in the West? They, they, the seventh seed was Dallas. So I think that they can beat, like in a series, who, who I would. Eighth seed. The eighth seed was Portland. They were only one game out of that. They, 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 would, they just came up short. So they would have been yeah. in the playoffs had they won that, that, they were in that playoff little, right, on that right, bubble. Right, 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 so right, right. Memphis, they were tied with Memphis at 34 and 39. Uh, right? So technically like the ninth seed, the, the imaginary ninth seed, they would have been. Um, so they were right there with Portland, right there with Dallas and, and Utah, you know, they were a couple games back, you know, but so to me, there, there were going to be a, you know, a, a player, a playoff player in that, in that. Yeah. Competitive. Yeah. They're going to be competitive. Now the crazy, sorry, you go. I was just going to say they did make a slight mistake, uh, by getting rid of Kelly Oubre. Oh, true. That's true. That, that that doesn't help them to like, that was, I didn't get that. I'm happy about that move as a Dubs fan, but yeah. Where did, did he go to the dubs? Yeah, I went to the dubs. Oh, that's a good move. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's they, a good they, move. They, they did it as soon as Clay got hurt. Yeah. So he's supposed, a, to, he's supposed to kind of be the Clay replacement. But I think they're right there with the Warriors. And, you know, for my projections for next year, to me, Phoenix is right there. Uh, Portland is right there. The Warriors are in that pack. Dallas is in that pack. Utah is in that pack. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I put yeah. them in that, that bottom tier. Yeah. I, I think it's all pending on – if Chris Paul does what he kind of did for every team he's went to with the big yeah. man, made every big man, you know, go to another level. That, Among, yeah. Every, you know, every big man he's worked yeah. with. So it's kind of like if you yeah. take See, where he is now. and that, you, Yeah. That's where, that's where he could do the, and the same thing he did for the Rockets. They almost right. took out my Warriors because of the way Chris Paul was playing. Now he's getting older, but if he can do what he did this season, to me, that kind of puts them in the middle of the pack. Cause what you just said, Aiton's going to be nasty with Chris Paul running the pick and roll. And Devin Booker, to me, is going to be a top seven or eight guy this year. From, from Chris Paul was number one in clutch scoring this year. So to have him yeah. with Devin Booker. He, man, you know what? He's become one of the top clutch shooters in the game, Chris Paul. He has been. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, and I think where this will affect, uh, will, this, will have a big effect on the playoffs is for the Suns. They will overachieve. They will they will overachieve just like the the Thunder did I think because this team this roster to me coming back is better is going to be better than that Thunder roster that overachieved right yeah so I that's, think that's what I'm thinking so I think they will overachieve and how it'll affect the playoffs is they will they will knock off they will upset a team that we thought should be playing later into the playoffs like if they get in they're you know they'll I think I can see them knocking off Houston. Or OKC or Utah in a in a in a series in a first or second round series, like I can see them doing that. So I don't mm-hmm. see them like you know being a championship contender, but they're gonna they're gonna mess up somebody's plans from for one of the real contenders. I think I wouldn't be surprised if that happens. Yeah, because I could see them, yeah. you know, making some moves. Um, the other uh, signing rumor that's been going on is Paul Gasol. They the Lakers have been rumored to be doing a little dance with Paul Gasol and talking with him. I don't know if it's more of like a nostalgia thing of like his brother's here. You bring him back and have a veteran presence in the locker room or whatever. Um, but that it doesn't move the needle for me. I don't know. Yeah. That's the leadership thing. What you know, yeah. could be a good look. And th- those two were talking about wanting to finish their career. There was speculation. They were going to both be playing in Spain this coming season. Yeah. But I think the COVID thing 
may have messed that up and they wanted to finish their career playing together in Spain, yeah. which would be which would be pretty cool. It could be cool. But it'd be a nice look. I mean, he's he is the best. And, you know, God forbid Mark gets hurt, you've got a guy that can go in and do what you need to get done to help yeah. you win a championship, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um the 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 last signing thing was Boston signed Jeff Teague and Tristan Thompson, which I think is actually very underrated, you know, two very underrated signings, especially for the East. Yeah. We had this whole conversation about the East last week about, I agree. you know, the East being wide open. And I think Boston just made a move that is going to make them, that's going to push them up a notch in the East. Yeah. You know what I mean? I agree. I, that makes them better. Brad Stevens. That's kind of crazy. What'd you say? I love a Tristan Thompson with Brad Stevens. That's kind of crazy. Tristan and Jeff yeah. Teague, you know, Jeff Teague being in there and backing up Kimball Walker. Um, who actually just got hurt. Um, He's out till January. Oh, wow. Okay. So, yeah, that's going to give them – and that's going to, you know, that's going to give them some more depth um, and some more talent in the Eastern Conference that, I mean, it's, it's anybody's game to me. You know what I'm saying? Boston finished the third seed last season. Um, it's anybody, it's anybody but Philly. Anybody but Philly, they're in it. Anybody including Philly. What is this hate? I don't know. I don't know, Marlon. Like I don't get it's it. It's not hate. It's I don't just, get the. I, just, I don't get the Philly hate. Kid, there's no Philly hate. It's just that I, I I was going by what they've accomplished on the basketball court. Nobody else has accomplished anything either. That's, <laughs> un, that's not Eastern true. Conference. That's not true. Even Milwaukee <laughs> just made it to the Eastern Conference Finals two seasons ago. Like every oh, other team has, has made it. And then, the and then got less. And then got. Didn't. And then got mocked. So I By Toronto, who uh Milwaukee, they made it to the Eastern Conference Finals. Oh, what they got murdered, yeah. They Philly, got yeah. four games to one. Philly hasn't oh, even boy. made it to the Eastern Conference Finals. You don't go there, so like I agree, the East is, is pretty wide open, yeah. No one's done I just anything. Don't, I don't think they're in involved in the wide openness, they are. There. I mean, literally, when you look at when you when you look at the Eastern Conference standings, literally one through seven, all of them can 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 come out of the East, Milwaukee. Toronto, Boston, the Pacers, Miami, who came out of the East last year, uh, oh, the Sixers, the, the Sixers, and, and and the Brooklyn Nets. All Toronto, seven teams, yeah, but if you looked big, at a Vegas thing, they would all be like on the same no, no, no. Toronto I'm cannot come out of the East. There, there's no way. They just lost two former All-Stars. But the problem is the yes, Nets, they can. You're, you're right. No, they cannot. Yes, yes they, they can. Baca, I don't know. They just yes. lost a Baca and they lost Gasol. I don't know. The, the problem with the Nets is you're right, except they also just added two of the top scorers in the league. So that, that's the dip. And that's, the, that's, that's really my main thing is the Sixers, to me, aren't better than the Nets, and I don't think that they can compete with the other teams either. Now they're making moves. Sweet Lou is a move. Sweet Lou is going to Philly. They're going to have that. Those are, we, those we, are we putting that out there now. Those are, <laughs> those are and, and Doc Rivers makes them better. Those are moves. Yeah, I mean, they, they're going to be in play just like – you know, Boston or Milwaukee or, you know, I mean, nobody scares you. Like there's no scary team in the, in the, tell me something, Boston, Milwaukee. Cause I'm not impressed. I'm not impressed by any of these teams. These are pretty good basketball teams, Joe. They're all pretty good. That's the problem. There's nobody that scares you or nobody that really like, is like, oh yeah, they're going to, there's no strong picks. There's no like, yeah, they're definitely going to be in the Eastern Conference. In the Eastern Conference finals. Yeah. Yeah. Eastern Conference finals. Yeah. There's yeah. no like, you know, so yeah. I'm just like, I'm not really impressed by any of those teams. You know, I think Boston has been a huge underachiever the past couple of years. You know what I mean? An underachiever? Yeah. 
They yeah. made it to a I conference agree. finals when they weren't supposed to, and then yeah. they made it again last year when they weren't supposed to. Yeah, they they. How was that an underachieving? Because the, they did what the Heat should have did. They did what the Heat should have did. I mean, they they the Heat did what they should have did. Sorry, but they weren't expected to go to the Eastern Conference Finals. Neither was the Heat. He no, right. but 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 Boston did. But that's I'm what I'm saying. saying. But they You're didn't. Talking they about didn't the year underachieve. They've underachieved ever since then. To me. I guess no, based no, off of no, expectations. No. They made it to the Eastern Conference yeah. this year. Because then you because you saw them, you saw them against uh you saw them without Kyrie and you went and you went, oh, next year, like they're coming out the East, right? And 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 now right. you hear them in Boston, they're getting restless in Boston. You know, the 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 talk from mm-hmm. from Celtics fans, the talk of, uh, around their their um the their their guys that cover the team, they're getting restless because they feel like they're underachieving. You know what I mean? It's and it, and it's partly it's partly not even their fault. It's partly because they're in the East, so they're looking at the East, going, "We're just as good as well, the Heat are. We're just as good as Milwaukee. No, they're, they're, they're getting We're just as good as anybody else. They're, like there's they're, that's what I mean. There's no threat. they're having there's no the real rever- threat. They're having the reverse effect because when you make it to the conference finals, all of a sudden, yes, Kyrie comes and you expect to not get Kyrie and you expect to be better, which he did not make them better, and he blew up the locker room. But they were not expected to get there when they got there. So now all of a sudden, right. if you're a Boston fan, you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, we should get there now. Well, no, yeah. you're not. You're not. If you look on paper right now, you're not expected to be. But they weren't expected to be in the Eastern Conference Finals this year. That's an overachievement. I think they're expected so they're to fans, be in the Eastern Conference Finals every year after, the, after Kyrie left. When people saw what they did, people were like, okay, there's something there. And then they, they got – then Gordon Hayward came back. And then, and then you know, and so they were making these moves where you're like, okay, they're going to do it, and they just haven't done it. So I just – you know, it's, it's no slight to them, but I think that nobody is impressive. Um, let's get out of here on this. So I don't know, have you guys heard of the Omar Cooper and Sharif Cooper story? No, not really. So, um, so Sharif Cooper, who is – initially committed to the Auburn Tigers NCAA basketball was one of the top 20 recruits coming out. Um, five-star recruit. Um, his dad is Omar Cooper and he's under investigation. He did not play the, his first game. Cause a lot of their first games was last week. He did not play his first game because of the fact that he's under investigation by the NCAA and he's under investigation because his dad is now. So his dad started an AAU team, the AOT, and um, they made a lot of noise in the AAU circuit, did a lot of good things. Um, his dad was also his, – his dad coached one of the guys who just got drafted. I can't remember his name. Isaac. Isaac, and I can't, can't remember his, his last name, something African. But his dad coached him. His dad was actually the guy to hand him his hat when he got drafted a couple of weeks ago. Um, so his dad is very involved in the scene. Um, and now his dad has started a, a sports agency. Because his dad is like, I've, I've been an integral part in the lives of a lot of, you know, his daughter is Tia Cooper, who got drafted 18th overall in the WNBA. He also coached um, Lexi Brown, who's, a, who's a w, another really good WNBA player who's also um, fine as hell. So is Tia Cooper. Um, and his dad also has played a part in some, some, uh, some young guys who got drafted into the league. So his dad's starting his own agency. Um, his name is, is out there and the NCAA just doing NCAA stuff, put him on under investigation. And because you can kind of, you know, they don't like the, 
I guess you can say blurred lines of like his dad's involvement with the league and then him being an agent and all this other stuff. So now they're Sharif's team and, and family are now, they're now having to look at options. They're looking overseas to say, cause they're like, we don't know what the NCAA is going to come back to it. But Sharif himself has done nothing wrong. This is the point. And that's the issue that I'm having with the story, because if you look into it, like, this is they're making Sharif pay for whatever decisions that uh, some adults don't like or or have made um and it's it's kind of a fucked up story um and it's it kind of goes off of what we were talking about in the very first episode of the podcast a while ago about that doc, the HBO documentary that came out where they have all of these rules that are really jamming up the kids when the kids just are just trying to play ball and and trying to move on to the NBA. Um, but this is, this is one of those things that I look at and I go, this is going to be the downfall of, of college basketball because y'all doing all of this weird stuff. You know, you're costing somebody eligibility who really didn't violate anything or do anything wrong. Um, and now these big names are already going overseas or they're going to the, to the G league cause now they're getting paid. Right. So maybe that's another option that Sharif might have. Um, so it's just it just it just seems like a fucked up situation to me. You know what I mean? And so I don't yeah. know where the where NCAA goes from here with all of that type stuff. Yeah, that, that it's they're trying to hang on to a time when they could kind of do what they wanted and make a lot of money. Yeah. Off of kids that were not allowed to make money. But right. the problem is those kids are actually adults yeah. and they're allowed to go fight for your country and die for your country, but we're not right, going to allow them to make money off their right. name or likeness. It, right. And that's stupid. Right. I, I don't think college basketball, like, I think it'll always be viable because simply because it's like, like Duke, for example, and, and the, the, the programs that really carry college basketball, like if you're in North Carolina, that's a bad example. Cause they do have the, um, actually, no, they don't. Who do they have in Carolina? They got the 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 Hornets, but oh, yeah. but but Duke and North Carolina might as well be professional basketball. You know what yeah. I mean? Like in right. in a, a lot, Kentucky, that's your professional basketball team. So because of that, I think it'll still be viable. It's been a minor league, but it won't any- be a minor league if if the Zion's and and the Kyrie Irving start going overseas or going well, to the G League. Th- those guys, yeah, those guys. But, you know what but, I mean? But there is a lot of talent that can still come in and carry it. But you're but you're not doing yourself a favor by losing the Zion's. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like you're you're missing out. Like, why not come up with a compromise so that they can be happy going to to play for your program? You can be happy having their name and likeness involved with with your with the NCAA, and everybody can. And stop all of these BS rules where you 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 questioning people's eligibilities because they haven't. These kids should be allowed to have agents in college. Like you know what I mean? They should because you're making money off their likeness. Why can't you know? Why can't they? have somebody to represent them in these contract and these deals. Cause for real, for real, if they don't have agents, they really getting fucked because yeah. you need somebody to represent you, to be a buffer between you and all the snakes in the grass yeah. that are out there when, the, when you're a young prospect. The rules are already whack anyway. And I didn't even realize this and I feel kind of ignorant for not knowing this, but some of these kids that are still coming out of high school, all they're doing is going to a prep school. Yes. And, and some of them are just not playing like um, yeah. that dude, uh, that we Wise- were talking about um Wiseman, you say? 
Yeah. Did Wiseman do the same thing? I know he did at Memphis. He only played like one or two games at Memphis. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, that was he, another yeah. eligibility thing. That was eligibility, yeah. But but what's his name from uh, Portland? The young kid from Portland that's coming off the bench right now, really, really talented. Can't think of his name. He went to IMG, which is one of the – like probably the biggest prep school there is right now, and he just didn't even play. He just worked out. Yeah. And just waited for the draft. Yeah. So kids are already like, well, I don't need this, you know, and, and, I, I, might, and I might get hurt. Yeah, not be able to get drafted, and that's that's going to be that's going to begin to be a problem for the NCAA, huh? Somebody did that in college football. They did. I I know who you're talking about too. They did. did. did Bosa, one of the Bosa. Bosa did do it. Uh, he did. He did. You're right. He did do that. Yeah, he he did. So that's going to be a problem for college basketball, especially when there's there's new avenues opening up for them to go make money for a year or go have real competition for a year. And the more you see guys do it, the more they're paving the way for other guys to do it, to follow suit. There's going to be more of mellow balls out there. Mellow ball didn't play a minute of college basketball and he was the biggest name in the draft. And so when Mm -hmm. people see that, they're going to go, I don't need you. I can't make any money. You got all these restrictions. I get suspended. If somebody gives me a dollar or buys me a hamburger, I can't have representation. I can't do this. I can't do that. But you making all this money, you using my name. People are going to be like, you know what? Fuck this. You know what I mean? And as a parent, if my child is a five-star recruit, I'm going to say, fuck y'all too. I'm going to go, he's going to go get a check somewhere. The the problem is, let's say, let's say you're a, you're a, let's say you're the the 20th, you're the top 20th high school senior in the country. So you're really good. You might even actually be a top 10, but because of the way these things were, you're, you're number 20. Those guys, you know what I mean? Like, what are their yeah. options? They don't have a lot of options. That, yeah. that's, that's, that's the tricky thing. But, like, James Wiseman, he didn't have – I mean, he basically didn't, right? But he could have just not done anything and just sat at home and then yeah. declared for the draft of your He legend. basically Who, did, Who's yeah. not going to draft that kid? It's the big names for me, though. Insane. Yeah, because the big names is what keep y'all afloat. When, when Zion Wilson, one person, was at Duke, they was tripling their ticket sales mm. just – because of one person. So if you if yeah. that one if that one name does not go to Duke, you lose millions of dollars just from one guy saying I'm not going to college. So to me, the the middle of the road guys not really move, moving the needle. It's the big one. It's the big names that yeah, are going to start but, doing but, this stuff. No, yeah, but true. But but Zion, that's a once. It's like the last guy that had that kind of hype was LeBron. I mean, he's like that big of a name. I'm not saying somebody as big. I'm just saying the whoever the next big name is for next year. Like it was mm-hmm. Mellow Ball, right? It Mellow Ball didn't go to college. It was now. Then it was Zion. Then it was. So I'm saying if it keeps happening, mm-hmm. it's gonna be. It's gonna snowball. Um. Okay. Yeah. Let's get out of here. The uh the new COVID restrictions have come down in California and it's affecting football here. The Niners. Um, we're, we're told they can't play at their um, stadium. Uh, so that's going to affect their home games on December 7th and December 13th. But they do now have a place to play. They're going to play in Phoenix. So they're gonna, the Niners are going to play their home game somewhere in Phoenix. And they're kind of like the Raptors. We're like in places, you know, we might see more of this. And the Raptors, you know, just recently had to find a new place to play because they couldn't play in Toronto. When the COVID numbers go up, shit shuts down and that's what's happening so that'll that'll be interesting watching the um the Niners in Arizona um Marshawn Lynch have you guys heard of his pregame superstition that he had it was very similar to um to Snoop Dogg that we were just talking about 
<laughs> I, I saw a notification, but I didn't read it. So if we just pulled the graphic up, if you guys are not watching, it says my, it says my superstition was that I needed to have maybe a shot, a shot and a half before every game of Henny. And this was his pregame. Superstar. Why did they use this picture though as representation behind that thing? But it is accurate to me. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I think <laughs> Marshawn Lynch was turning up before the game. And th th this shouldn't that, surprise anybody. That also sounds a lot like when your girlfriend said, Hey, like you get home from a gig or something, and you're like, Did you drink tonight? I'm like, I mean, I had like I had one uh, Right. You had, more, you had more than one. Yeah, you're right. I had two. Yeah. This sounds like he may have been having four shots at Hennessy. Like he was hitting the glass before the game. Okay, I had four drinks. Okay, I'm sorry. I yes, I whatever. My man said, so is there a bar in the yeah. locker room? Like said, what? Go straight to my backpack. Said, like what? Can you imagine taking a shot and a shot of Henny before I had to run and sweat? Yeah, like, that's uh, that's interesting. Every well, I know you know what's crazy though? If you go back and look at stories, even in the NBA, at least football is stop and go. Yeah. And there's stories of these NBA guys smoking and drinking beer at yes. halftime. Yes. I can't even imagine drinking a I beer and going playing a basketball game. I, people who do the bill the beer mile amaze me. Like I just it, I don't see how you do it. Like, especially a shot of Henny. You was taking multiple oh. shots of Henny before a game. Matt Barnes says he smoked. See, this is, I guess, for some people, not a big deal. For me, it would be. Matt Barnes said he was high every NBA basketball game he ever played. And college. I just, what? I don't get And college. But, that is but just... I, if you're an uppity guy and you need to calm down, I get that. I couldn't do it because it put me to sleep. Yeah, it's me possible. too. I'm not going to act like it's not possible, guys. It's very possible. I'm well, we know. <laughs> hey, hey, I have a friend, and I won't say his name on the air. I have a friend who dropped acid before a basketball game. What? Yes, I just can't function like that and really be on point. Like, I know, so we know guys who I know. And, Basketball. He also yeah. got kicked out of school. He was a good player, though. He's my, he, he used to be my best friend. See, it's one thing when you're doing it in school. Like, I had a guy in my, in my high school who was literally straight A student, the smartest guy in the room. His, and for anybody who's listening who might know him, his name's Pat Dunphy. He was, he was high his entire collegiate career and graduated at the top of, of, of our class. But then I also know a guy who plays, he, he would go to gigs high. Like, and some of them were church gigs. And Marlon knows who this person is. I'm not going to say their name, but he's a drummer. And he would show up at big time church gigs lit, like just really high. And I just couldn't, it's the activity for me. Like I can't get, I can see, Patrick's story of being in school and like taking tests super high because sometimes people would make them focus and all that. But I can't imagine sitting down as ambidextrous and and you need to be able to do so much when you sit down and you play behind a drum set. For you to be blitz high doing it is just it still amazes me. I got I can't. Some people just live high. They just live high. Some man. people do live shout high. Shout out to shout out to Cuddy Dre, man. That dude lives high. How about that? Yeah. Shout out to Whiskey. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Khalifa is sober now. Is he really? He don't smoke. Stop no smoking. And have you seen? Oh, dude, we should show some footage of him next week. Yeah. Go look up footage of Wiz Khalifa uh, doing Muay Thai. Oh wow! And he's jacked. I, oh. I did see. He looked like he put on some weight. I actually got the chance to do some Muay Thai with him when I was doing some stuff with French Montana when he did the. Uh, oh wow! We were all out there doing training and stuff together, and he was yeah. showing me like. 
boxing regimen and stuff, and it was like pretty cool. But I ain't think he was gonna go full blown in like Muay Thai. Yeah, he looked Dude. like he, he did put on some. He looked good. Yeah, there's a video of him. Joe Rogan talked about that too. That's how I hear all my news from Joe Rogan. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I looked it up. I was like, damn, Wiz Khalifa's like, it's pretty pretty solid. Yeah, yeah. And to hear he stopped smoking weed was shocking. Well, shout out to all our, our functioning weed heads. Marlon Lewis, thanks so much for being on the show, bro. Uh, please tell the people where they can follow and support anything that you got coming up soon. At Marlon B. Lewis is my IG or Instagram for people who may not know what IG is. Yeah. Facebook, <laughs> same old Marlon Lewis, Marlon Brain Lewis. A uh, few things I do have coming up. Uh, I do have a record coming out with uh, this band I'm in called Star Kitchen. Dope. We're releasing later this month. Uh-huh. Uh, releasing with this uh, record label called Color Red. Uh-huh. So we'll be releasing that record in the month. And um, just kind of working on a bunch of production and other things right now. Dope. Getting ready. This little baby girl. How about that? How about that? The world of parenthood. It's creepy, boy. It is creepy. Uh, I'm at JoeKinda33 everywhere. Make sure that you go like and subscribe uh, uh, on all of our social media pages uh, at Backstage Sports. Um, and especially on YouTube, make sure you turn on notifications so you know when we drop a video. Um, it's still the, my Splice Pack is up on Splice now. It's the Philly Lo-Fi Pack. Go check it out. Download it. Share it. If you don't download it, then post about it and then tell somebody else to download it. Pack is fire. Make sure y'all go get that. Come on. Thank you, bro. Come on. We tried to do it. We tried to do it for the city. Um, make sure you go and uh, continue to share the videos and talk back to us like y'all have been doing because the numbers is going up. So we really appreciate it. Absolutely. Uh, JT Harker on everything and uh, singles coming out January. It was going to be December, but we're not getting it quite done by then. January. How about you? And I got a sneak preview as we go out. Dope. Thanks, guys. Let's do it. Joe, Joe you've oh. already heard it, but here we go. Yeah. Yeah. And we actually played, we, we actually, uh, we're going to play this song this past weekend, but the song is dope. He got, he got a couple of um, dope ones that y'all stay tuned I, for. I know our backstage fan base is such huge country fans. So that was for you guys. <laughs> this has been another episode <laughs> of the Backstage Sports Podcast. Until next time, be safe and be great. Peace. <laughs>